This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. A seven-game win streak halted by the Rangers. TVR in the fold for two more seasons and a welcome breather in the schedule. Good morning, everybody. It's March 22nd. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Ben, the Rangers continue to be a very troublesome team for the locals. And hopefully, I guess at this point, they don't grab the four spot. Capitals fortunate to come back and get them on Friday. They've lost three of four now as they head into the new week against the Rangers. But the good news is they're still beating everybody else. Yeah, one in three record against the Rangers. So three regulation losses for the Capitals against New York. 19-4-4. and against the rest of the division combined for the Capitals. But yes, the the Rangers proving to be a real thorn in the Capitals' side this season. The sample size now growing, a common theme. Capitals in all four games have really struggled to get much going offensively. And at the same time, they've had their hands full with the Rangers' transition offense. That's a fast team, young legs, a fast team that's able to create off the rush. They've given the Capitals a, a tough time. And again, four games in to have dropped three out of four. It's uncharacteristic of the Capitals when you compare it versus their success against the rest of the division combined, certainly. Really thought it was a different kind of game. Still frustrating between Friday and Saturday, but the Capitals not able to generate a whole lot in the game on Friday. Ovechkin taking over in the third period. This was an earlier tying of the game in the third period, and you really kind of felt like it was headed toward overtime and then it didn't as Brendan Dillon got blown up by Mika Zibanejad and Zibanejad goes all alone for the game winner. A tough sequence for Dillon, tough sequence for the Caps. Otherwise, they might have gotten a point out of it. Yeah, and what was actually unfortunate about that eventual game-winning goal for Zibanejad is Laviolette deployed the fourth line, the shutdown line, for an offensive zone faceoff. And Dowd Haglin Hathaway, they did a good job really pinning the Rangers in deep for about 30 seconds of that shift. And then the Rangers were able to clear the zone. And as they went up ice, there was actually a little bit of an unfortunate bounce, a turnover involving Dowd. And it was from there that Zibanejad turned on the Jets, was able to then steal the puck from Dylan. So a couple of things there at the end, certainly that made the goal possible. But it gets lost in the shuffle. The first half minute of that shift, first chunk of that shift, Capitals were, were doing a good job of pinning the Rangers in deep. Obviously gets lost in the shuffle on the eventual game winner there. But unfortunate for the Capitals. And the other thing too, John, is minutes before that, they had a golden opportunity with the game tied at one. They had a power play chance. Brendan Lemieux in the penalty box for the Rangers. But the Caps power play 0 for 4 on the night. And now 0 for 13 on the season against the Rangers. They had an opportunity to take a lead in the third. Couldn't do it. Minutes later, Rangers take advantage, score the eventual winner. So the Capitals with an off day yesterday, and they will have an off day today as well. So back-to-back days granted by Peter Laviolette, a bit of a mini all-star break here, which I'm sure is very much appreciated by the guys. Back to work for practice tomorrow, but this is a rarity in this kind of season when you have so many games in such a very short amount of time. To get back-to-back days from the rink, it's a chance to reset and refresh. Yeah, and take advantage of it, certainly. And what I'm wondering about, too, John, is how this might work to their advantage, maybe, with Lars Eller looking ahead to Thursday, Friday, when they do have the back-to-backs when they get back here. A few extra days off here. I'm not sure what Eller's status was, John, but we did see him at practice last Friday. 
I'm not sure if the thought was maybe he could have gone Saturday. Do you just rest him and give him an extra few days to get back to 100%? Certainly a good thing for, for a lot of guys to, to get some bumps and bruises, uh, get, them, get them healed up here with an extra few days. But they better take advantage of this because, as you know, once they get back on Thursday, the stretch run here, the final 25 games of the season, it's going to be very compressed and, and pretty much playing every other day the rest of the way after this uh, sort of four-day breather here little bit of off-ice news yesterday and a little bit kind of out of the blue here. Trevor Van Riemsdyk signing a two-year extension here. 950000 is the cap hit. I love this signing just because as a depth defenseman, we haven't seen a ton of them, but what we have seen, Ben, I've really liked. And to be able to have someone like him around for the next couple of seasons, this seems like a no-brainer to me after coming in from Carolina uh, to be able to have him around for the next couple of years. And I still think they're going to need him before the rest of this regular season is done, certainly in the postseason if they hang around long enough. Uh, Good for TVR to be back here for two years after this. Yeah, it creates a lot of one-way deals now moving forward here. I think including Michael Kempney, you've now got seven defensemen on one-way deals signed for next season and throw in the fact that Jonas Siegenthaler will be due for a contract at season's end and you've got prospects, albeit left-handed shots, on the way up in Marty Fervari and maybe Alexander Alexeyev going lower down the depth chart. They've got, they've got depth. I wonder, John, how this plays out really as far as who's still here in you know, a year or two when, when some of these contracts start to, start to hit the end of their term. But for now, he showed himself well. He's been a good soldier as far as not having the opportunity to get in the lineup the past few weeks. All reports have been encouraging. And to your point, I agree, between now and the end of the season, it's great that they've been able to ride that top six as long as they have. At some point, you're going to need your 7-8, and if you're going to make a deep postseason run, you're certainly going to lean on those guys lower down the depth chart. And to have that type of experience and security back there, uh, certainly uh, a strength as well for, for the team moving forward here. All right, so a look around the Mass Mutual East Division yesterday. There was only one other game. It was an afternoon tilt with the Devils visiting Pittsburgh, the first career overtime winner for Jesper Bratz. Zaka at the right circle, curls to the backhand, gets it behind the Penguin cage. Passing back to Jesper Bratt, nearly lost the handle, has it in the slot. Leaves it there for Zaka at the left circle, down low for Bratt, tries the wraparound attempt, he scores! Jesper Bratt with the finish, the Devils with the extra point, 2-1, the final score. New Jersey wins it here on Sunday at PPG Paint Serena. Josh gets off on a call, New Jersey takes down the Pens, two ones in extra time, so Ben, the Penguins get a point but just one win in three games against New Jersey. Remember when we were talking about the fact that, hey, they got all these games against the Sabres and the Devils. Hey, you got to win those. <laughs> yeah, and struggling to score against New Jersey over the past few games, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. They only managed six goals over the three-game set, and to your point, having lost two out of three against New Jersey, a missed opportunity there for the Pittsburgh Penguins. That being said, it followed their six-game winning streak uh, going back a, a week or two ago. And, you know, comfortably now in third place, Pittsburgh. And it's a good thing for the Capitals that the Devils did them a favor here these past few games because Pittsburgh, I think, quietly been been closing that gap a little bit. And fortunately for the Capitals' sake, they lose 2-3 or three to Jersey, 3 out of 4 overall now. Dick Michael off the bench. They get it towards Schilling. Gloved down by Clark. And look out, here come the Devils. 18 seconds left in OT. Graham Clark down the left wing shot. 
Waits in the slot, still wet the shoot. Fukali the save, wants to move it. Ten seconds left, he gets it up by McMichael. Great play, Fukali. Here's McMichael. Five seconds left over the blue line. Holds and shoots in a right pass save, Cormier. One last chance for P. Lana McMichael. He scores! Connor McMichael scores! A buzzer beater! And the Bears win in overtime! Will it count? Three to two, Hershey. It appears to be a good goal. And oh my goodness, how sweet is that? There a little bit of audio down on the farm at Zach Fish on the call for the Bears yesterday. Connor McMichael, what a call there, by the way, as Connor wins it in overtime and a buzzer beater at the end of OT. What you didn't hear there is McMichael also with a goal in the final minute of regulation, which would have gotten you Chicken McNuggets now if it was in a capital <laughs> uniform, but apparently that's not going to work here. Sorry, no Chicken McNuggets for you, Ben. Uh, McMichael, uh, two goals in crunch time. Bears win over Binghamton 3-2. to two. So always to, really good to hear down on the farm when things are going well for your prospects. And McMichael, a big day yesterday. Man, they snap a two-game skid to the Bears. They improve to 8-4-2 and two on the season. And nice to see McMichael. He, he has a knack for, for the dramatic, apparently. He had a hat-trick earlier this season, sealing it late in regulation. This is his second overtime winner that he has this season with Hershey. So, picking up big goals and big moments and uh, continuing to impress what's noteworthy too, John. He's playing center. He's been playing primarily center with Hershey and nice that the Capitals have been able to take advantage of this unorthodox season without a junior season going on where McMichael otherwise would be the fact that he could play uh, with men in the AHL this year and get this experience as a center primarily potentially something the Capitals could reap the benefits of uh, down the line or perhaps sooner rather than later here. Yeah, not too many silver linings in the way things have gone in the last year for anybody anywhere. But for McMichael to be able to play in the AHL a year early, that certainly does qualify. So one game in the division tonight, Buffalo on the road. They will visit Madison Square Garden and the Rangers at MSG. Rangers looking to build on some of that momentum band that was created by a win in Washington. But they have to keep it going currently in sixth place in the Mass Mutual East. An opportunity for them to at least continue to narrow the gap between themselves and the fourth place Boston Bruins. Granted, the Bruins have played fewer games, but Bruins aren't playing uh, on Tuesday night, uh, again, due to a COVID issue. Their game against the Islanders will be postponed. So Rangers, an opportunity to continue to close the gap. And the Sabres, where's the meter at now? Is it 13? 13 games without a win? Yeah. So... An opportunity for them to get back on the ice after they had a weekend off due to a COVID postponement as well. But yeah, Rangers, uh, Rangers have a good thing going right now with, uh, with their Hartford Wolfpack coaching staff. We'll see if they continue to take advantage. A win for the Rangers tonight could potentially be within one point of fifth place Philadelphia in the East Division. The Caps and Devils won't meet until Thursday at 7 o'clock. Many will have coverage beginning at 4, but it's a new week, Ben. Have yourself a great Monday. Happy Monday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.